Welcome back to the Red River Cares podcast. I am your host, Gina Burke. And today on the show, we have two-time guest, Dot Sheehan. Dot is the CEO and founder of Operation Hattrick. Their mission is to generate awareness and support for the recovery of wounded service members and veterans through the sales of OHT-branded merchandise and products, proceeds of which are donated to selected organizations that fulfill the OHT mission. I had so much fun interviewing Dot in season one, and I'm so excited to have her back so she can fill us in on what OHT has going on this year. So without further ado, Dot, welcome to the show. So Dot, welcome back to the Red River Cares podcast. I think you and Kim are my only repeat guests so far. So welcome. Yeah, thank you for having me on again. This is an honor. I'm loving the blue and purple hair. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. You know, I I was at a conference in um, April, hadn't been live like in three years. I said, well, some things have changed, but others have not. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Well, I wanted to start because together our organizations just put out a press release wrapping up our Boston Bruins promotion for the 2021-22 season. And that was very successful. So if you wouldn't mind just starting with, you know, what were the results of that promo that we did together um, and just talk about that program, I think that would be a great place to start today. Yeah, I think it's been four or five years, Gina, that Red River and Operation Hattrick and the Bruins Foundation and the Bruins and the Bruins Pro Shop have done a promotion where it's either a baseball cap or a knit cap. And, or a, and a shirt or sweatshirt. This past year, it was a knit hat and a sweatshirt that were for sale online in the pro, uh, pro shop online and in the pro shop only. And 100% of the proceeds, they back out some costs, of course, come back to Operation Hattrick so that uh, that money can be donated to needy veterans, those who are recovering from visible and invisible wounds in the New England area. Uh, and this year, that sweatshirt was really very popular. We had not done a sweatshirt in a while, and I don't think we've ever done a knit hat, so it was really terrific. The Bruins always do a great marketing um, plan, which they implement. And this runs from, like, November, right around uh, Veterans Day, through they thought it was going to be one month, right? And they continue to do it because it was popular and there was product left. So, um, and Red River has made all of that possible for Operation Hattrick to be involved, which we're very thankful for. So uh, this year, $28,000 came back to Operation Hattrick and Red River. And uh, we have been able to donate that to three organizations in New England, uh, Ironstone Farm, New England Center for Home, uh, New England Center and Home for Veterans, and uh, Fisher House Boston. Nice. I was wondering if you had made your uh, donations yet and if you decided, you know, where it was headed. So that's awesome. Yes, yeah. And Fisher House Boston is new for us, and it's not a typical Fisher House. They don't have a facility. What they do is they rent hotel rooms or they have three apartments that they rent uh, rent out on a long-term basis if somebody comes into Boston for care. And a lot of veterans come in for care or their families because it's the place to be, right? So in essence, our donation to them helped with 125 rooms, which is a lot. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was going to say, and like you said, you know, we've done this together five seasons. Um, It's been a total of over $160,000, which is a lot of impact. So I definitely just want to thank all the Bruins fans. I mean, they love the gear. It's beautiful. Plus, you know, they're helping a good cause. So I love that so much. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. And it really is very helpful. And it, um, you know, things like that made Charlie McAvoy go to the New England Center and home for vets with the sweatshirt and the hat on Thanksgiving uh, because the Bruins Foundation is so good to us and Red River is such a great sponsor. Yeah, it's an excellent partnership all, all around. Can you tell me a little bit more about those other two organizations that you mentioned? Yeah, New England Center and Home for Vets is in downtown Boston. And it was a bank at one time. And they did a $90 million renovation uh, for veterans. The ninth floor is for women. The other floors are for men who, uh, quite frankly, 95% of them, it's their last stop. Most of those that I have seen in the lobby are Vietnam era. Uh, Women, not necessarily so, but the men for sure. And they are just treated with the respect and dignity they deserve, but somehow wound up in this situation where they're homeless. And they may not be well Uh, They may have had addictions. Uh, They may have had a lot of things. So they are they are there. And I'll tell you what, they run an unbelievable organization. It's uh, we're really proud to be part of that. And then Ironstone Farm is up in Andover, Mass. And they have a veterans program with uh, uh, with equine therapy helps with the mental health challenges. And we've we've made it happen where during the pandemic, they were really down and out. And that program was suspended for a while, as was everything else. And they didn't know if they'd be able to bring it back. So we've been able to make a donation for them to bring it back. And they're finishing up a facility specifically for veterans. But um, when you see it firsthand, those horses, and, and they really do communicate well. Yeah, we have a little bit of experience with that. Um, Full Circle Farm was a PTC hero winner at one point, And that was in Newport, New Hampshire. But they're an equine um, for people with disabilities, as well as they had a veteran program and Kim and I got to go take a tour and we were like, wow, um, what an impact, you know, these horses can make um, and just the camaraderie of the group being together and riding together and that kind of thing. But yeah, huge. Um, In your perspective, you know, what what are the issues facing veterans um, right now? Like, is it different, you know, in this COVID, you know, to year three, just the state of the climate, the um, just the economy, just everything. Like, are you seeing anything new pop up? You know, in the beginning when we were really young, Operation Hattrick, there was a lot of physical injuries. So if we would go to Walter Reed, oh man, Gina, you would come out of there and say, I'm not complaining, at least till tomorrow, because maybe ever. You know, when you see your first ever quadruple amputee and the young man is 22, lost an eye, 10 teeth, and all four limbs, you ask yourself, why bother, right? Why bother? Now, five young men have survived that injury, and some of the injuries we saw, I would go to bed at night, because they're not going to tell you about the young man who was shot in the throat and he'll never speak again, and he's 25. How did that surgery go the next day? They'll never tell me that. I've worried about that young man for probably five years. Uh, and the first young man I saw was 25, triple amputee, burned, shrapnel in his face. He was in the workout room, and in the workout room there are 60 young men or women who have from one to four amputations. He had a wife, 
a five-month-old baby and a five-year-old. And when I gave him a hat, he was depressed. I thought, I thought, you think he's depressed? You think so? So I gave him a hat, and he started to cry. And he said, ma'am, you've almost made me feel normal again today. And maybe, just maybe, my five-year-old won't be afraid of me when he comes to visit. Because the hat covered wounds, swelling, burns, dressing, all of that stuff, right? And it made a huge difference to him. I'm like, wow, okay, a hat makes that much difference. So we're seeing, then as the years went on and we weren't in major conflicts anymore, uh, we would see the mental health challenges come forward. And that really is the challenge now. And during the yeah. pandemic, and of course, we've got a program with Red River with nine warrior ice hockey teams. Um, we provide a connection for them that is really very important. And then one of the programs, uh, you know, they're alone. They get depressed. They get stressed. They get anxious. They think they're going to lose their housing, whatever. A couple of guys committed suicide. So, um yeah, it's all about mental health challenges now, and how do you deal with that? It is for everybody, but it's been mental health challenges for a very long time for veterans. So That makes sense to me. Um, is there anything you feel like, you know, obviously your organization is making major impact there, but like just civilians or companies like Red River, like what else can we do to help? Is there anything you can think of? Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it is interesting because we get into some really interesting things and Red River helps us with, you know, some of those things. Like we invested in a food truck and you say, you, you did what? Say what? Well, there's a young man who's a JAG. He's an attorney in the Navy, lost a best friend, started a nonprofit about Let's Chow. And he has a food truck in Maryland where he feeds um, homeless vets. And then he's got a five-year training program for combat vets if they want to go into the food truck business. It's training, menu development, you name it. It's unbelievable. He wanted to have a second truck in San Diego. What better place, right, than San Diego? So he had enough money for half a truck, and we gave him the other half of the money for the truck. We've got advertising on the side. It's just now opening, and um, they're going to They go to different places. Like they said, if one of your warrior hockey teams like in Pittsburgh we might be able to move the Maryland truck there and help out there, right? So it's things like that that we get involved in that really do make a difference. Um, we get a lot of other partners on board. Um, Red River, have, we have more going on with Red River than many of our corporate support. But a lot of our licensees, by nature of the fact of what we do, we make money by selling merchandise and products. No other nonprofit that we know of has an ongoing business model to receive royalties back, right? That's the money we donate out. And so we have some really pretty, very serious, passionate licensees. Yeah, I was noticing on your Facebook page, so <clears throat> I noticed Great American Tumblers, Northwest Group, your throws, like what else? What's your latest products or, or you know, company partnerships? Yeah, we're going to have Band-Aids come out soon. And it's with a company called Ducal, and they are camouflage um, band-aids and we'll have wraps at some point in medical kits and they're going to sell to hospitals VA medical centers and doctor's offices now the question becomes hey I want a couple of those boxes how, how does somebody you know and we're dealing with that now but that's our first foray into a consumer product and when you have a pandemic like we had we weren't quite sure 
whether it was better to make money at re from retail or people giving us money. We didn't know which way was going to be worse, right? We're glad we stuck with retail because people bought, even if there were no teams, there were no schedules, there were no tickets, there was no parking, none of that. They still bought things in our collection on Fanatics. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about your donations. Like, you know, I'm sure it looks a lot different than it did back when you started OHT. So how, how is it? How's that going? Yeah, uh, we were so proud of our first check. $1,500. It was a $1,500 check. Oh, and we have a policy where no one organization makes more than twenty-five thousand, gets more than twenty-five thousand dollars a year. Okay. We make we make an exception. We made an exception to the Travis Mills Foundation in Maine. Travis is one of the quad, uh, quadruple amputees, uh, and we made the exception plus one over and above the call of duty this year because he's opening a health and wellness center. So did an additional uh, donation to that, um, <clears throat> and. Yeah, our donations this year <clears throat> gave to 65 organizations. Blows my mind when I know the work Trey and I did on getting donations out the door by June 30th. It was like, whole, it's a real-time job to give money away, which is terrific. And for the first time ever, we donated a little over a million dollars in one year, which is huge for us. Huge increase. So tell me the growth. So the first check was 1500 So what was like first-year donations like? compared yeah. to this $1 million. Yeah, $1,500 and this year over a million. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So what's the focus like for the next year? Are you looking to expand donations? Are you working on branding and getting your name out there? Are you working on partnerships? Like what are you working on? All of that and because of, you know, it's interesting we have an annual meeting on August 9th and we do an annual report and we report to the board and you can say your challenges. Well, in January, some of the challenges were that darn Chinese New Year really screwed things up. Then you had the supply net chain issues, so you had supply chain, you had all of that. Now things started to improve, and now you've got a new variant out there. You've still got supply chain issues. You've got inflation, and just read where Cracker Barrel is. Their ordering has been cut back significantly because their restaurants have been affected by inflation. And then people don't go to the restaurant, they don't go in the gift shop and shop. So... So we've gone the whole gamut of what has gone on this past year. So yes, always, always have to be doing business development so you can uh, earn, you know, bring in more revenue. Um, I know so little about country music, it's not even funny, although I'm learning. Uh, but we give to an organization called Creative Vets, and they work in art and music. And one of the co-founders, he said, when I was 18, I wanted to join the Marines and I wanted to be deployed so bad. But my mother sure wasn't happy. So his assignment was guarding George W. Bush. He said, I hardly was deployed. But after four years, he got deployed. And his uh, Humvee was blown up four times in four months and he had four traumatic brain injuries. Comes home and he's your typical guy, you know, depressed anxious, what am I going to do, the whole thoughts of suicide, all of that. And somebody told him he should go to the Art Institute in Chicago. Uh, I'm not sure whether he had any artistic talent before that, but found that that was a way to healing. He also heard that music was a way to healing for combat vets. So he moved to Nashville, and uh, we have supported a... 50 or more veterans to go through their songwriting program. 
So they are attached to a songwriter in Nashville. They tell them things they've never told anybody before. Gut-wrenching. They do, they uh, create a song and they perform it at the Grand Old Opry. Huge for these guys. But those are the kinds of things we are getting into. We're going to do something special, and I'm sure Red River will be part of it, at Boston Garden. Now, you know, we have the hat and the sweatshirt. Now I say, let's put a tent up in the new store. Let's brand it. Let's have an Adirondack chair. Let's have all kinds of product. Let's have what we do with Red River in there, and let's do that in November. And God love Lama, who is in charge of placing an order. She said, yeah, why wouldn't I do that? I'm like, well... This could be the model for every other NHL team, right? So uh, we're working on that. I guess our ideas are getting bigger, uh, but we never lose sight of anybody. That's why we've decided to stay relatively small so we know every single organization we give to. Right. But it still seems like you're feeling and understanding the individual impact that you're having, even though you're working with such bigger companies and, and agencies like you're still getting to know the veterans and their stories and i think that's what's really cool about ohd yeah 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 that's absolutely right you know and when there's an organization had a young woman who called she thought number one i gave an, uh we made a note donation we'll never make it again or you have a cap on what you will give us went through the pandemic ready to go out of business because she's only around for two years right we take a chance on people what a lot of other bigger organizations won't necessarily, right? You've only been around for a year? Not a problem. Let's work together, right? So by the time she called, she was really in a state, right? Thought she'd have to give up this horse farm in Virginia and all of that. I said, Kayla, don't get in that situation again. Call us. Tell us what you need. And we've been able to fund her a little bit more, which has made all the difference to her stress level. So how do these companies, you know, do they reach out to you? Are you trying to seek who's doing great work in our country for veterans? Like how, how is this matchmaking occurring? I, I would say that we reach out more than people reach out to us, uh, but it has gotten easier. Um, you have to be, and, and you know, we used to beg. We begged a lot. We don't, we don't beg anymore. Can I please give you money so you can keep doing your amazing work? Yeah, yeah. When you beg, that means that maybe somebody isn't as passionate as they need to be, which means if it's a licensee, it's not going to work out all that well. We have them test it. We have all kinds of things. But when they are really on board, it makes a huge difference. So, you know, we look at what fits us. Um, we look like we have a new partnership with Dugout Mugs. It is a baseball bat that yes. is hollowed out, and you can drink beer or root beer float out of it, or whatever you want, right? Exactly, your choice. I see them on LinkedIn, and I get in touch with this young man. He gets back to me right away, said, let's set up a call. So get, get on the call, and he's got his baseball cap on backward. I could tell he was pretty young. During the conversation, he turned the hat around. I said, well, Blaze, we're not going to get along. He had a New York Yankees hat on. I said, I live in New Hampshire. He went, oh, no. <laughs> the Red Sox, right? I said, yes. So I look at his last name, and I said, are you Roger Maris's grandson? He said, I'm shocked that you know that. I said, and he broke Babe Ruth's record in 1961. He said, I'm really shocked that you know that. My father and mother were from New York, and my father was a diehard Yankee fan and loved Roger Maris. And it was Roger Maris's grandson. So I said, 
we've been told that we can't have an arrangement with Major League Baseball. They said, so so what do you want to do? I said, I want Operation Hattrick and American flag on one side of this bat, and I want the Boston Red Sox on the other. Okay. I'll go to my contact at Major League Baseball. I said, and that's probably Joe Torrey's granddaughter, right? I mean, it's just like, now this guy, Blaze, wanted to make it in baseball. He did not, so he works for Dugout Lungs. He's absolutely fabulous. Cam comes back. I didn't give it a shot of working. Came back and he said, they said, yes. I said, wait a minute. Let me ask you again. Operation Hattrick and the flag on one side, the Red Sox on the other. I want access to all 32 teams. Yeah, they said yes, but the deal is with us, not with Major League Baseball. But Major League Baseball still gets their same royalty. Yes. Yes, it worked. <laughs> it's like, well, I can't even believe it. Now, the price point's a little bit high, but people who get them absolutely love them. They're very oh. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it shows. So then I go back to 47 and I say, well, if this worked at dugout mugs, why wouldn't we have, we have a, a license with you? Why wouldn't we have a license with you and Major League Baseball say we can put the, the teams on a hat? Now, there's a difference between a hard good and a soft good. Soft good ah. is the hat, the hard good is the bat. We have no answer to that yet. That would be phenomenal. But at least it shows that we're now in Major League Baseball. That was really a fun one, especially when he turned his hat around. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, it just proves like how big you're getting. Like you're getting up and out there. And it's yeah. when I mean, I see your logo everywhere. And I'm just like every time I just am like so proud one to know you, but just to yeah. see the work. So we're, we're wrapping up um, this episode, but is there any last parting words you have that you want to tell us about or any stories no. that you have? We're different. Our impact is really, uh, you know, we make an impact. We make an impact, into, you know, personally, quite frankly. We've given, um, we've donated $3.4 million since 2014. And that has come at sometimes you get a dollar twenty a hat, right? So that's a lot of dollar twenties to get to where we've gotten. And we're very lean. And we know where every dollar goes. And that's very important to people. Yes. Uh, we're so proud to be partnered with you. Oh, and we are proud to be partners with you. Absolutely the best. Thank you for all your work you do for communities and we will keep an eye on you and we can't wait to have you back on the show again. Well, apparently that's a wrap. What another great episode with Dot. I'm cracking up because she loves being on the show but hates all the technical stuff that goes along with it. If you aren't yet, please give OHT a follow on all their social at Operation Hattrick and check out their website. From there, you can sign up for their monthly newsletter, which is jam-packed with their latest initiatives. Thank you again for listening to the show. And as always, tune in next time to be inspired. Be inspired.